Hi guys, <clears throat> hope everyone is staying safe and that everyone is keeping well and I just want to welcome you to the second part of our podcast which was a quick guide to great supplier management. Uh, if you didn't hear our first podcast, you should check it out. We covered a couple of things there that I think you would find very, very interesting. Maybe you could have given some input. Uh, in the second part of our podcast, we're going to look at the most apparent problems that I often come across in supplier management. I identified quite a few. They were <clears throat> unrealistic expectations, trying to force issues, no contingencies, information coming through and bits and pieces, constant changes, inability to read between the lines, lack of business knowledge, lack of gut feel, not listening to advice. So I was thinking of making these podcasts seven or eight minutes, which you know might be a little bit short for an informative podcast. So I'm going to try and make this one a little bit longer for you guys. Hopefully I can cover a few of the problems that I have mentioned previously. Today, I would like to try to cover unrealistic expectations, trying to force issues, no contingencies, information coming through in bits and pieces, and constant changes. We'll see how it goes. If there's time, we'll do a little bit more. Okay, so let's begin. Let's get stuck in. And yeah, let's go. <clears throat> the first problem I often find with buyers is that many of them suffer from unrealistic expectations. Many buyers suffer from this affliction and it is often fed by suppliers. I can understand suppliers feeding into this as they don't want to lose a business deal, so they will essentially commit to anything to secure an order. But I can't really understand it from a buyer's point of view. In my opinion, it is simply the lack or reluctance to critically and logically look at things. In some cases, it comes across as no real thinking at all. A typical example is lead times. I see this daily on our sourcing platform, Sourcing Playground, and I also see it on the other big sourcing platforms out there. As we're talking about apparel, and I suppose we can generalize, but let's use apparel numbers for the moment, in most cases, we are looking at a lead time of 60 to 75 days for most bulk production orders. This is if things are done properly and all boxes are ticked. I often come across buyers looking for lead times of less than a month, yeah, less than 30 days. Today, I came across a buyer wanting to develop two products and manufacture them in 21 days, three weeks. Not going to happen. In most cases, the supplier will come back with a compromise of, say, 45 days, which is often just as unrealistic. But the supplier's intention is different. The supplier's intention is to confirm the order and then deliver late, knowing full well they will be delivering late. So essentially, they are feeding into the buyer's unrealistic expectations. Then when the supplier tells the buyer that they need a three-week extension, the problem stopped and the relationship falls to pieces. 
Does that sound familiar to any of you? I'm sh pretty sure it does. Secondly, or the second point was trying to force issues. Okay, so very often I come across buyers who have very specific requirements, which I know they will not achieve. As an example, I recently had a buyer approach me after their supplier sent them incorrect samples. And after an argument with the supplier, they dropped the supplier. They needed samples made urgently for a photo shoot, and they claimed the photo studio was already booked and they could not change the date. I actually referred them to another supplier who told them that achieving this would be extremely difficult, would be extremely, extremely difficult. The supplier was uh, maybe more optimistic than me. I told them it would be impossible but they essentially forced the supplier to give them a date which was missed. What happened? The relationship fell apart. Granted, the supplier should have refused outright, but in today's tough market, this is not going to happen. People need to think for themselves. The buyer should have listened to my objective statement. The, sub the statement was backed up with a timeline. Hmm. Forcing issues will always lead to problems. So listen to your suppliers. Maybe usually means no. Feel them out and be realistic yourself. Okay, let's move on. The next point was no contingencies. Now, this is something extremely, extremely critical that buyers often miss. And that is not having a backup or a contingency plan. They find a factory, everything looks good, they get samples and then make the mistake of thinking the order will go smoothly. It often doesn't. In fact, all orders have bumps. Some are big, some are small. Doesn't matter, you always need a contingency. It is critical to have a backup supplier that you can switch to if things fall apart with your primary supplier. Just like the above example of unrealistic expectations, I am often contacted by buyers because their primary supplier let them down at the last moment and they desperately need a new factory. So what do we, what do we learn from this? Ensure you make contingencies for everything. Another big problem which I often see with many buyers is sending through information in bits and pieces. This is also a major, major problem. In the apparel world, we have what we call a technical package. Okay, now, what is a technical package? It's basically, you could use the word, the Bible. The Bible of your product. Everything that is needed to manufacture your product, your T-shirt or your hoodie, is in this technical package. It covers everything, colors, prints, uh, measurements, everything that you could imagine, hand tags, logos, everything. And I'm often amazed how many buyers refuse to invest in a proper technical package or even spend a couple of dollars to buy a technical package template, template online. Make no mistake, 
without a proper technical package, there is a 90% chance your order will be incorrect. And this is entire the buyer's fault. In fact, there will be a 90% chance conservatively, conservatively that there will be a problem with your order or your order will be incorrect. There is rarely no excuse for the lack of a decent technical package. Without proper information presented correctly, buyers leave room for assumptions. And you know what they say about being assumptions, being the mother of. I'm sure you've heard that saying before. I've often seen buyers try to describe the entire product in an email or multiple emails with no visual reference. Now, suppliers tend to be very visual in the apparel sector. A picture does rarely speak a thousand words in this case. Another thing people need to remember is that many suppliers are not native English speakers. So there is the very real lost in translation risk. This doesn't work. All right. So if you have a look at our, uh, our blog of this podcast, you will see that I actually give an example where a buyer simply sent photos of similar product and tried to explain the rest of it to the supplier. Okay, I'm not going to go into details there, but have a look at our blog. Check out our quick guide to great supplier management. Scroll down to point four information coming through in bits and pieces, and you will see what I mean. So, no, there was essentially no technical information given to the supplier at all. Another problem is that this type of email chain continued for weeks. There were numerous changes made as well, also with no visual reference. How does a supplier quote on something they have never seen or three golden buttons as described in the email? No size of the button, no information what the button needs to be made of, nothing. But then again, the supplier is also to blame. They should have stopped the buyer right at the beginning and demanded a technical package, as well as explaining why this is crucial. But then again, as I said, you know, buyers rarely want to get business. This is a tough time. So generally, they will always say yes until, well, they say no, and then things fall apart. Okay, so the next point we wanted to talk about are constant changes by buyers. This is something that afflicts, I don't know, most buyers I've come across. All I can say is you need to be pretty sure of your designs prior to sending your technical packages to suppliers. Another major risk in supplier management is exactly this. It's constantly changing things. As an example, a buyer is not certain of the final design of a print, and the supplier then prints a sample. The buyer decides this is not the look, in inverted commas, they want, so they ask for another technique to be used. Now, I'm not saying things cannot be changed, but it's the constant changes that often cause a major problem. You should be really sure of you 
of what you want from your supplier prior to sampling with them. Okay. But if you have only a broad idea, you will have problems. It gets really confusing for both the supplier and the buyer, and mistakes can and will be made. It's also really irritating <clears throat> for a supplier when they do something that is exactly to a buyer's requirement, and then the buyer decides to change this, especially if it's done multiple times during a course of an order. It costs the supplier time and money. And as mentioned, there is a massive risk for the buyer due to the amount of conflicting information that is flying around. You know, you've got buyers say, refer to my email uh, of the 29th of March. Supplier now has to search emails. There were seven emails sent on the 29th of March. It's just really ludicrous, really. It's a critical part, constant changes. Try not to do them. All right. So I think this podcast is going a lot better than my first one. So I'm going to do something else. I'm going to add another point. And this is something really, really important. Many buyers have the inability to read between the lines. And I'm just going to use... Uh, my experience of doing business in China to explain this, okay? Because the, the, the Chinese way of doing business is, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very, well, I wouldn't really say it's very, very specific, but they sort of have their own way of doing business. You know, yes might mean no. They like to talk around the points, not criticizing anything. This is just the way they do business, which is very different from the Western way of doing business, which tends to be very direct. And anyone who's done business in China will probably understand what I'm saying and they'll probably relate to it. And even if you haven't done business in China before, just have a listen. It will, it will definitely give you some education. <clears throat> so, as I said, Chinese suppliers can tend to be very indirect. They have the tendency to talk around a subject, which involves a lot of innuendo. And as I sort of touched on earlier, this is a cultural issue. So maybe a different heading here should not be inability to read between the lines, but understanding business culture in different countries. Instead of saying no outright, they may say that they may say something like, oh, it's very difficult or something similar or hard to do. Essentially, when they say something like this, they are saying no. Make no mistake. Very difficult or hard to do really means no. Buyers often do not realize this and try to overcome the difficulty. This usually ends up going nowhere and it wastes time and money. In my opinion, it is better to suggest alternatives or Asking the supplier to suggest an alternative, get them involved. Suppliers will definitely be more open to this. As when they mention difficulty, it could also mean that they are also looking for some type of compromise. So it's good to get a dialogue going between you as a buyer and the supplier where they can give their input ask a few questions. You don't need to be threatening, oh, it's my way or the highway. 
get the input, see if it makes sense, make an informed decision, and learn to read between the lines. Okay, guys, I think I'm going to stop this podcast there. Um, we've still got a few points that we haven't covered. Uh, that'll be a, probably uh, another 10-minute podcast. I still want to discuss some important things like, uh, where am I? Uh, uh, lack of business knowledge. Uh, lack of gut feel. Not listening to advice. And that's about it. I'm going to do another short podcast at a later stage. Sorry, these podcasts haven't been as regular as uh, we've or I've wanted them to be. We've just obviously been quite busy now with the current situation that's going on in the world. We've had some you know, interesting projects coming through where we're trying to help out here at Sourcing Playground. So until the next time, I hope that you guys learn something from this. Maybe you have something to add in the comments. I'm always happy for some discussion because discussion is something that's always pretty important, I think. It's often lacking. Uh, give us some of your ideas if you are a buyer. Maybe I missed something out. Maybe something you want to add. And yeah, just have a great day and stay safe and take it easy. Cheers.